The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I did a five-night sailing with my parents aboard Carnival Sunshine. So Kristen from St. Louis will be interviewing me about my experience aboard Carnival Sunshine. So that's coming up. But first, don't forget to check out our Cruise Radio Insider Facebook page. A lot of cruise news happening there. You can join it by searching Cruise Radio Insider on Facebook. Also, our Cruise Radio News segments. Just quick hits of the news. 60 seconds or less. It's a podcast. You can find that on iTunes or Stitcher Radio Network. Just type in Cruise Radio News. Of course, that's also embedded on the top of every one of our articles at Cruise Radio Net. All right, Kristen Ladwig is on the line, and she's going to interview me about Carnival Sunshine. So, Kristen, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you and uh, let you do your thing, girl. All right. Well, let's start off with why did you choose this cruise? Was it the ship? Was it the itinerary, the time of the year, or anything else? Yeah, so it was a little bit of everything. Uh, my parents just celebrated their 36th wedding anniversary, and I wanted to do something nice for them. And it was a great rate as well. Carnival had a flash sale, and I got three people, me, mom, and dad, for $818 for five nights uh, on a five-night Bahamas cruise. So it was the price. It was the time of year. And, of course, everyone knows it's a lot cheaper to cruise during hurricane season. Well, aren't you the sweet son to give that <laughs> as a gift for your parents? I selfishly did it because I brought them with me, but I wanted the cruise, too. So it was a bit of a multi-generational cruise for you. Yeah, you could say that. Okay. Now, this cruise, I believe, went out of Port Canaveral, correct? It did, yeah. Okay, so I assume that you drove then. Yeah, so I'm in Jacksonville, and so I'm about two hours north of Cape Canaveral, Port Canaveral. So I drove down there, and uh, one thing about Port Canaveral, if you are parking there, they're going to charge you $15 per day. Now, most cruise peers charge you per night. Like if you go to Miami, they're going to charge you. Uh, if you're on a five-night cruise, they're going to charge you for five nights. Well, in Port Canaveral, they charge you, if it's a five-night cruise, they charge you for six days. So it would cost $90 at $15 per day. So I found an off-site parking lot called Park Port Canaveral, and it was like $44.44. So you saved a little bit over half, like 51% by booking with them. So that's what I did. And It was flawless. We literally got there. It was probably five minutes from the port. Dropped my car off. I checked in, loaded my luggage on the uh, the shuttle thing. We boarded. They took us to the ship, and then we were there, like within fifteen minutes of parking the car. That sounds very efficient. Yeah, totally. Now, what kind of research did you do to identify this particular? Uh, off-site parking. So in full disclosure, uh, Radisson at the port, they are an advertiser with me. So I just dialed them up and uh, they hooked me up. Gotcha. And did you drive in the day of the cruise or did you drive in early? Yeah, we drove in the day of the cruise. We left Jacksonville around eight o'clock or so and we got there just a little after 10. 
Okay. So once uh, once you finished the parking, uh, how was how was general embarkation at Port Canaveral? Embarkation was fast because I am platinum with Carnival. I got to go to, I guess they call it the captain's lounge or whatever, and they checked us right in. And by the time we got there, they were already boarding the ship. So we pretty much did our documents. We had everything printed out, gave them our passports, our credit cards, all that stuff, and then boarded the ship. I would say probably from curb to gangway was less than 15 minutes. Nice, nice. And your parents got to join you? In that uh, captain's lounge or whatever you called it? Yeah, they're also platinum on Carnival as well, so we kind of all just scooted. But I, I think, and I could be wrong, but if if they weren't platinum, they could probably join me anyways because we were all in the same stateroom. Oh, okay, okay. I wondered about how that works, yeah. so okay. All right. So once you got on board, um, I think you'd mentioned this is not your first time sailing on Sunshine. Mm-hmm. So tell me about what, what's it like to, to go back uh, on, a, on a ship that you've sailed so many times on? Yeah. So uh, it, it sounds very cliche saying this, but walking into the Sunshine Atrium where you first board on deck three, to me, it's like coming home. Uh, it's just, of course, I've been on the ship so many times anyways, but it's just the Sunshine Atrium's there. There's that big uh, stainless steel spear in the middle and and these big, like, uh, it's just a really shiny, really pleasant environment. The DJ's there playing music. And it's like, right when you walk on, it's time to get the party started. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned your parents were platinum on Carnival. Had they been on this ship before as well? They sailed it uh, as Carnival Destiny. Of course, Carnival Sunshine uh, underwent like a $155 million renovation back in 2013. And they sailed it prior to that as Carnival Destiny out of Miami, as did I. But uh, this was their first time experiencing Sunshine and their first time experiencing a Carnival Funship 2.0 ship. Okay, so definitely new on both fronts there for them. So what were their impressions then of the ship? They loved it. Uh, of course, you know, my dad is a, uh, a retired ship captain. So, of course, he's more uh, interested in the whole technical aspect of everything, where the, <laughs> where the thrusters are and how long the ship is, how much it weighs and all of that. And my mom was just overwhelmed just because, it was, it, you know, it's hard to believe the ship was launched in 96 and it, it looks brand new. So there was just that overwhelmingness of, wow, this is like a brand new ship, but it's really not at all. Well, that must have been pretty exciting for them. Yeah, it was. And it's just cool seeing them because, as I was saying with my dad being um, a ship captain, it's just cool watching him be uh, on the other side of the ship, not actually steering the ship, but enjoying it. <laughs> that's, that's cool. So you said that you actually shared a stateroom with them. So tell me about your stateroom accommodations. Sure. So we booked a 4A stateroom, and I was kind of hoping that maybe Carnival would say like, oh, you know what? We're going to upgrade you. But they didn't at all. Usually they'll do that sometimes with platinum folks or if you're platinum or diamond, Um, Mm -hmm. but they didn't. So it was basically two twin beds and two bunk beds that come down from the ceiling. They put the two twin beds together as, I guess it's a full or a queen for my parents, and they pulled the bunk bed out of the ceiling for myself. Um, I I would say that category of stateroom (laughs) and uh, me being 35, it was kind of hard getting on my knees, getting in and out of that bunk bed. But uh, it was an interior stateroom, and it was nice throughout the week. Just that that climb up the ladder was hell on my knees, that's for sure. I, I just I couldn't resist giggling when you said that you were going to be you had to be in the bunk bed. Yeah, it was like growing up because growing up I I, I had the top bunk because me and my brother shared a room, so it was just like my childhood again with my parents. 
<laughs> Throwback. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, it, you know, it was an interior room. I would say decent amount of space. It was a little cramped getting all, you know, all of us getting ready at the same time. So I would, um, like, grab a cocktail while they were getting ready. And then when I would get ready, they'd go to get a cocktail and we all meet at the dining room. So there's plenty of space for plugs and plenty, plenty of storage. Um, no one overpacked. We all brought one bag. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was decent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about our favorite topic uh, about the cruise, and that's the food. Mm, yes. So let's start with the buffet. Okay. How was that? The buffet was good. Um, all I did was the salad bar on the buffet and maybe a couple of cake pops. They have these like red velvet cake pops that I like. I love. Mm. Um, but other than that, I really didn't eat at the buffet. I did the salad bar once, but there's so much there on the uh, – they call it the Lido Deck Marketplace. And – there's also the Mongolian walk towards the back, and I did that a couple of times. That was really good. One of their specialty restaurants is called Cucina del Capitano, and it's an Italian restaurant. At nighttime, they charge $15, but daytime, they have a free pasta bar, which you sit down, you order your pasta, and they give you a buzzer, and you go pick it up when it's ready. So that was really good. And of course, Guy's Burger Joint. Um, I only did two burgers because I've been uh, on a little exercise and health kick here. So the uh, guy's burger was good. And, of course, Blue Iguana Cantina, both good for lunch, uh, for the tacos and burritos, and a killer breakfast burrito in the morning as well. Nice. Now, this was a bit of a shorter cruise, so mm-hmm. somewhat limited number of dining uh, opportunities you had. But did you check out any of the other specialty restaurants on board? Yes. Yeah, so we did Fahrenheit 555, which is a Carnival Steakhouse, and it's $35 a person. And it was good. I had um, – what I have? I had like an 18-ounce cowboy cut, and my mom and dad both had the surf and turf, which was a filet and a 7-ounce lobster. But I'd put it up against Ruth, Chris, or Morton's or anything for uh, the same quality but half the price. How about uh, in comparison to some of the other steakhouses that you've been on other cruise lines? Like I think it's Cagney's yeah. right on Norwegian or Crown Grill on Princess. Yeah, so I will say um, – Princess probably has the biggest steak out of them all, and I absolutely love that. Um, but as far as service and quality and food, I, I would say they're probably all on par with me, with Holland America's, um, the Pinnacle Grill, and uh, Crown Grill with Princess, Cagney's on Norwegian, and Fahrenheit. Yeah, they're all about on the same wavelength for me. Okay. And did you guys eat in the main dining room at all? We did. We sat in the main dining room for four of the five nights. And we had a 6 p.m., so we had early dining. And ours was the first cruise that did not have lobster for formal night. So they had their revised menu, which was like blue, uh, blue crab ravioli was on there. Um, sea bass was on there and different types of fish and seafood options. But no lobster. If you wanted to order the lobster, you still could um, off the steakhouse menu, which is an insert in the main dining room menu for $20. You could do a surf and turf, but we didn't do any of that. I had the blue crab ravioli, and it was really, really good. Yeah, that sounded really good. Now, that change was made because your cruise was shorter than seven days. Is that is that correct? Yeah, so five or fewer night cruises do not get the lobster anymore. If you're sailing a six or more night cruise, yeah, you get the lobster on formal night. But shorter cruises, uh-uh, not getting it, getting the revised formal night menu. And so the alternatives that they've substituted for on the, on the menu, you mentioned the blue crab ravioli. What other items are new then that they've put in place? They had a killer uh, sea scallop appetizer, and they were so good. Were they sea scallops mm. or bay scallops? What are the big ones? Are those sea, uh, sea scallops? Yeah, I think so it was a sea ones. scallop mm-hmm. appetizer over at Risotto. They had that happening. Um, they had jumboed grilled shrimp. 
as one of the main courses. And of course, the, the sea bass, the blue crab ravioli, and a couple of other things I can't remember, but it was also seafood type stuff. So all in all, you didn't really miss the lobster too much then? I did. Well, I, I kind of missed it, but I knew I was going to the steakhouse the next night, so it wasn't a big deal for me. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what kind of uh, entertainment did you enjoy on the ship? I will say that Carnival has uh, playlist productions, which happened during their Funship 2.0 revamp. So general uh, cruise line stage shows are like 45 minutes, could be an hour or so. But these playlist production shows are like 25 to 30 minutes in length. A lot of pyrotechnics and lasers and smoke machines. My favorite one was Epic Rock. And it was kind of a throwback to the 70s and 80s. And it was like a rock, uh, rock concert, but it was more than like just singing. It was just all kind of dancing and props. And they had this big projector behind them. It was just really, really cool. It, it, it actually felt like I'm a huge Queen fan. And they actually sang two Queen songs, so I was in heaven. And it actually felt like I was kind of rocking out to a, uh, a Queen's Greatest Hits album. Oh, my. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> <laughs> what other uh, entertainment options were there on board? Yeah, so they have the Punchliner Comedy Club. So they had a, a comedian named Alan Ball and one other guy, I can't remember his name, but they were doing like edgy and opinionated kind of shows uh, and family shows as well. So that was kind of cool. They had the dine-in movies where you could actually, kind of like Princess has the movies under the stars, mm -hmm. they have the same type of concept out by the pool. So the pool's open, you can swim. Or you can just kind of grab a blanket and chill out and watch a movie. They had like SpongeBob the movie um, and Inside Out, I think, was playing and a couple of other mm -hmm. ones. So that was cool. Piano bar, of course, going off. They always had different themed parties in the main atrium bar. What else was there? Uh, we had the, the Blood Moon, uh, the Red Moon, whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. On the first mm -hmm. night. So there was kind of a viewing party out on the Lido deck and they dimmed the lights a little bit so we could see it. Um, I went to a different part of the ship to see it, which was awesome, by the way. But there was a lot going on around the ship between the karaoke, which is different on Carnival because you're not just singing karaoke along to a CD. It's uh, You're backed by a live band, and it's called Superstar Karaoke. So okay. that's really cool as well. So a, a lot to do. Red Frog uh, Rum Bar, Blue Iguana Tequila Bar. Also the Red Frog Pub with their beer in there that's really, really cold and good. So never, never a dull moment on there, that's for sure. Now, did you and your parents do everything together, or did you guys kind of split up and do different things? So we kind of did. My, my dad loves the comedians, and so they did that to comedians every night. Uh, we went to the shows together, then we kind of went our own ways. Like, I would go to the casino, and they'd go watch the comedian perform. So yeah, we, we, it was a mix, probably half and half. We did a lot of things together, but I also wanted to give them time to kind of hang out as well, because... Uh, it was bad enough I was in their stateroom every night on their anniversary cruise. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, enough said on that topic. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. So this was a five-night cruise. Mm -hmm. So you had two or three ports of call? We did three. We had Half Moon K, which is uh, the private island that Carnival slash Holland America own. We did Freeport Bahamas and Nassau Bahamas. All right. Now, all of those ports I know you've been to before. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, of course, I was very jealous about Half Moon K. So tell us about tell us about your beach day at Half Moon K. So that's a tender port. So the ship anchors about a mile offshore. You hop on a tender and you uh, or a little ferry boat, and they pull right up to the island. You hop off, and it's basically a private oasis. It's just so amazing. Palm trees, things you see in a magazine. I mean, the water. Maybe you saw some of my photos I uploaded uh, on the Facebook page or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can't, of course. There, there was no filter at all on those pictures. The water is that blue, and it's just so flipping amazing. So 
they have a, a, a big pirate ship built on the island. It's a three-story bar there, which is really cool. Uh, they have, the, of course, your island barbecue. You can do like horseback riding and a couple different snorkeling and kind of eco excursions if you'd like to. We just totally chilled. We went to the barbecue, then I went to the pirate bar. My parents kind of just chilled and walked on the beach, and we probably went back to the ship about three hours later. Very nice. So what did you guys do in Nassau? Nassau, I let my parents do their own thing. They took the water taxi for $8 a person round trip from the cruise pier over to the Atlantis, and they kind of hung out at the Atlantis for the day. And I stayed on the ship and worked. I got off for like five minutes and took some photos, maybe. So it was kind of a you know very chill day. It was a not a cloud in the sky. There was a hurricane swirling around just to the east of us, but you would have never known. It was gorgeous all day long. Right, right. Hurricane Joaquin was kind of like right on your heels, but you guys managed to scoot away and evade all of it, right? Yeah. If we were there a day later, if our like a cruise left a day later, we'd have missed all those ports because every cruise after us canceled all their ports. So we cruised just at the right time. Nice timing. And Freeport, did you get off the ship up there on that port? I did. Um, I didn't leave the gated area. My parents took a cab and I think it was like $5 round trip from the cruise pier to Lakaya, which is the main kind of city place um, that's closest to the port. And there's the Grand Lucayan Casino there. So they uh, went in there for a little while. They walked on the beach and kind of just checked out the shops at the marina. They had a good time. And I I think I just may have took some pictures. And I think I just checked out a couple of stores at Freeport there. I really didn't do much. And I, I don't want to say, you know, Freeport's not the greatest place. But I don't think you should stay on the ship at Freeport. I think you should at least get off and check out what they have to offer. Because you could be missing out on something really cool. Okay. Yeah. So then you had two sea days. And of course, you always look to sea days as a barometer of how crowded does the ship feel? How does it handle with everybody being on board? So tell me about the sea day experience on Sunshine. The sea day experience was, um, I would say, outside really crowded because we had such awesome weather. People were all by the pool. And of course, Carnival has the three-story serenity deck at the top. I think it's like deck 10, 11, and 12 or something. And they were um, that was packed. They have the freshwater pool there with the waterfall. And you couldn't find a chair to save your life up there. <laughs> and uh, I will say this. There was no chair hogs. I couldn't find one chair hog because I kind of wanted to stir the pot a little bit if I found a chair hog. But um, nothing. N- no pot to be stirred there because either they were doing a good job monitoring it or the people were just being considerate, or which was an anomaly, but something happened. But there was no chair hogs, which was nice. Nice, yes. As far as the inside of the cruise, there wasn't a big crowd. Like every day during lunch, I would go to uh, the Mongolian Walk and sit in the back there, and I always found a spot. The Lido Deck area was it, it was crowded because you know you have. 3,000 and something people on the ship and everyone's trying to eat. Carnival does a good job of like giving you different places like where the taste bar is on deck five, which is like kind of a sampling of the different restaurants at nighttime. They have a nice salad bar there for lunch. So if you want to go enjoy a lunch down there on deck five, you can do that. Or you can go to Guy's Burger Joint. You can go to the Blue Iguana Cantina, uh, the pizzeria, the deli. There's just, you know, there's probably close to a dozen options you can eat uh, on that ship, you know, for lunchtime. So you mentioned passenger count. This is roughly about 3,000 or so passenger I would I would say between 3,000 and 3,500, and I'm totally guessing there. Okay. All right. And obviously now being October, kids are back in school, so... 
Tell me about the ratio of kids to adults on this particular cruise. There was some kids on the ship. I, I would probably say there was a couple of hundred kids, but they weren't running down the hallways, throwing pamphlets over the atrium. I mean, they were very well behaved. And well, how would you uh, describe the overall service on board the ship? I would say that um, it was nice. We only saw our room steward like um, two or three times. But to me, I don't really care about that because our room was clean twice a day. We had plenty of towels. The beds were made. I mean, it was, you know, if, if I see if I didn't see him at all, it wouldn't have mattered to me. Um, he did introduce himself to us the first day. But I, I guess we didn't see him because he might have been so busy with cleaning everybody else's room or whatever. Um, the overall service, though, was great between there. The restaurant service was really cool. The The dining room, it, it blows my mind how after the first night, they know everything you want. Like my dad loves tea, and they had an iced tea for my dad every night we sat down there. You know, it's just, just the attention to detail that these guys pay is just so amazing. Yes, it's very impressive how they do that. This ship actually holds uh, 3,006 passengers, so... Very good. All right. Well, all good things, of course, must come to an end. So how was disembarkation? Really smooth. We were zone one. Usually they give platinum, I guess, card holders zone one or zone two. So we go down to the liquid lounge and we waited for them to call us. And then they called zone one and zone two, probably around 8.30, 8.45. And we just kind of single filed, marched off the ship and we, we dinged out. And then we went and got our bags. Our bags were right there, all spread out. They don't have a carousel in Port Canaveral. It's all just the baggage is kind of laid out in rows. So we found our bag, went through customs. It was under 15 minutes from dinging out to making our way through baggage and through customs and standing waiting for the shuttle. It was less than 15. So a good job there. So props to the disembarkation staff at Port Canaveral for that. Now, do they offer a a self-assist option where you just carry your own bags off the ship? They do. And uh, usually I would do that if I was by myself because I normally just want to get the heck out of there. But since my parents were with me, I didn't want to rush them or anything. So we just kind of all just leisurely made our way off the ship. And uh, a a cool thing, uh, if I can say it, is... um, that morning, there was a rocket launch at 6.09 so at, at NASA. So we woke up about 5.45, went to the Serenity deck, and we got a perfect view of them launching an Atlas V rocket. It was so cool. A benefit for doing a cruise out of Port Canaveral, totally. no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Nice, nice. Well, in summary, do you have some tips for your listeners on sailing on sunshine? A couple. I would say, uh, if you know, tipping is always a hot-button subject with cruisers, but I would say this five-night cruise was uh, gratuities were $60 a person. And do yourself a favor and prepay the gratuities. You have that option to do that. And this way you don't have anything to worry about when you're on the ship because it disgusted me, and I always do it, and I don't know why I do it every time, but the last night of the cruise, I always make my way to the guest services desk, and I just randomly ask three or four people, what is this line for? And every single one of them told me to remove your gratuities. And it wasn't just a couple of people. They had it set up like like a line at Disney World, like there was like a cattle call of people doing it. And it's really disturbing and really disgusts me that people do that. Um, I could go on about that forever, but I won't. Uh, I'll also say uh, a first-time tip. If you're going to go to the steakhouse, and I wish I would have remembered this, but do it the first night. You get a free bottle of wine, like up to a $50 value. So you get a red or white and enjoy a complimentary bottle of wine with your $35 per person fee. Otherwise, you're going to pay extra for the bottle. Good tip there. All right. So in summary, anything else that you want to share about this particular cruise? 
I do love Carnival Sunshine. Like I said, it's my second home. I'm actually sailing it again in December. I'm doing a Carnival Journey sailing on it. It's going to be 10 night from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Where's it going? I don't know where it's going. I know it's going to St. Thomas, St. Croix, and a couple other uh, obscure islands, and then back to Port Canaveral. So that's, that'll be fun. But I love the ship. That's why I booked it again for December. So otherwise, you'll enjoy it. Just do your research. And I, I will say... Take every review you read online with a grain of salt because some people just want to vent and they hide behind the anonymity of being online and on the World Wide Web. So just take that with a grain of salt whenever you're doing any kind of cruise research. Agreed. Definitely need to take things in moderation with Mm -hmm. that. Well, there you have it, folks. Doug Parker's review of Carnival Sunshine. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through CruisingExcursions.com. Why Cruising Excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zipline in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 